Make your plans now to join us for the G3 National Conference, September 30th through October 2nd, as we'll gather for Christian fellowship and the worship of God through song and the preached word. Our theme for the 2021 conference will be centered on biblical Christology. You can find registration details at g3men.org. Get 15% off by mentioning code G3BAR. That's G3BAR. the bar come on and pull up a seat and open up your bible what a wonderful feast the living bread and we're discussing what it means for the streets the inner cities and the burbs and every person we meet this where we tell us worldviews that we hear from world news in light of the scripture we are here to serve you we're your source for resources to help you on your way as you battle mean forces this is for the people who can see the importance of sound theology and the scripture that support it and this is for the truth lovers biblically performing preaching christ to the nations yeah Welcome to the Modern Reformation, yeah. The Bar, Biblical and Reformed. Welcome everybody to The Bar. It's your boy Dwayne in the building right back in here another Tuesday. Super excited as always to be coming through your speakers, through your earbuds, wherever you listen to The Bar. We're grateful that you're listening. And I'm not sure when this episode is going to release, but right now in this present time, we're dealing with the COVID-19 <laughs> Uh, which is a big thing right now, and um, and and actually, it's a great time for podcasters. So this is where we are, and um, um, and and while you're listening, uh, maybe this is April, uh, well not April, yeah, maybe this is April and we're on the other side of it, or maybe this is the end of March. I don't know, but either way, uh, just want to let you know that we love you, listeners. Appreciate your support during this time, and uh, and and definitely grateful that you will uh listen to the bar podcast so and like i do every week i bring in awesome guests uh this guest i uh found i think uh it's almost like a rabbit hole anybody that know me i kind of just dive into the whole social media internet rabbit hole and I, i see something i like and i see something else i like and i see something else and so uh Found this young lady and uh, definitely wanted to have her on the show because she has a lot of content and resources. We have on none other than Miss Elisa Childress. How are you, ma'am? Hi, Dwayne. Thanks so much for having me on your podcast. Oh man, it's definitely my pleasure. Um, and I and I remember how I how I found you. Um, actually, uh, the other young lady I asked you about, somebody posted her. Um, her uh, blog, and then I went to her page, and then I saw she posted one of your blogs, and that's how I went down the rabbit hole. So those that uh, don't know who you are, kind of give a brief introduction to yourself, anything where you want you want to share, personal, professional, you have the floor to do that right here. Well, thank you. And yeah, so I grew up in Southern California, and I actually, you know, it's so funny that I'm actually here doing this type of content, apologetics and theology, because <laughs> my whole life I was more of an artist. Nobody would have accused me of being an intellectual or anything like that. <laughs> so I, I was raised by a hippie musician. My dad was a, was a musician and my mom was very artistic. And and so I I loved Jesus as long as far back as I can remember. Always loved reading the Bible, but I'd never really been exposed to the more intellectual side of Christianity. 
I actually spent some time in the Christian music industry with a group called Zoe Girl. Some listeners may remember Zoe Girl from the early 2000s. And after Zoe Girl uh, came to an end, I was doing some solo music. And so I was invited to be uh, a part of a study group at a local church. And it was in this study group that my faith was really challenged intellectually for the first time. And we can get into more detail later on this if you want to, but essentially it sent me into a really dark time of doubt Mm -hmm. and everything I'd ever believed about God and Jesus that I was so sure of because I felt it in my heart and I experienced Mm -hmm. the presence of God and all of these things. All of that was sort of picked apart and deconstructed. Uh, And so I, I didn't know how to answer some of the things that were being brought up in the class. And so after we my husband and I decided to leave the church and leave the class. And it was really after I left that that really dark time of doubt began to really take root. And so through a series of events, I'm so thankful to God. He he led me to apologetics. He brought some great apologists into my path and into my iPhone <laughs> and <laughs> I and began to rebuild my faith. And and so I, I began to reconstruct my faith and found, you know, a lot of a lot of things. I made some corrections, you know, I made some course mm-hmm. corrections along the way, but I, I can say that today my faith is stronger than ever. So after that experience, I, I'd never thought even then that I would have a blog or that I would be writing a book, right. but the Lord had other plans. And so I, I started a blog and, and began to, I, I have a podcast as well. And I've just written a book that's coming out in October that chronicles my journey of walking through doubt and in sort of addressing the movement of progressive Christianity, because a key element of that story is that church that I was in, where everything was challenged that I believed, they went on to identify themselves as a progressive Christian community. And so I began to see that mm. phrase everywhere, progressive Christianity. And so I began to really study it. And so I've written a book that hopefully will help other believers as they navigate those conversations with their friends that might be swayed by progressive theology and, and might be sort of tempted to, to slide into that movement. Gotcha. Wow. That is awesome. And, <clears throat> you know, uh, first thing that, that sticks out about your story, when I, even when I heard it on YouTube, because um, it's, it's the same for me. Something comes along and wrecks uh, your theology and your view of God. Um, I had the exact same experience, uh, but it wasn't with a Christian, which I know that was even deeper for you being an actual someone you trust uh, right. when it comes to spirituality. I, I can a only pastor, imagine. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So so mine was a co-worker and um, he actually was a uh, Hebrew Israelite and, you know, really coming at me on that. And that actually created the Be Not Deceived page I have on Facebook, which led to you know, this podcast. So it's amazing how God uses things like that to, uh, to move you, move you forward. And so, you know, just talk about the, uh, you know, that transition, you kind of briefly went over it as far as your household and, and, uh, and just, you know, being from that wreck state. Cause I know with me personally, I couldn't sleep uh, a couple of nights. Like whenever yeah. I got super challenged, I would be restless and, you know, just questioning everything. Talk about, you know, the, the point of, uh, being, uh, challenged and then, uh, your, your, your build on coming out of it and, and finding, uh, s- solid resources. Yeah. Well, I, before this all happened, 
I went to a Christian high school, so I had taken an apologetics class. So I, I had heard the word and I kind of knew what it meant, I think. And it was a great class, but it was more of an overview of world religions class. So it didn't really get into the arguments for God ex God's existence and the truthfulness for Christianity or anything like that. So I, I was kind of familiar with what it what it was, but I didn't know any apologists. I didn't I had never heard the name uh, Ravi Zacharias or, or Jay Warner Wallace or something like that. I just, I didn't know right. those people were out there. And so when I was in class, what was interesting is, is I would, there were other people in the class who were baby Christians. And so I would try to argue with the pastor when he would bring up claims against historic Christianity. I would try as best I could to argue with him for the sake of the other people. Uh, and so that's why I, I didn't really go through a deep time of doubt till after I left the class. But after I left the class, I just began to think more deeply about all of the things that he had said, the claims that he had made, which, you know, sounded to me very logical. So my mind was saying one thing, my heart, my spirit was saying something else. And so I was living in this type of just, I've heard it called cognitive dissonance, where you're just sort of double-minded on, <clears throat> on something. And so I felt that way. And I remember it really wasn't just about the truthfulness of Christianity. It really wasn't just about Jesus or the Bible. It it slid me all the way to where I was really doubting whether God existed at all. And I would wow. remember every, you know, growing up, oh my gosh, growing up, I was so involved with youth group. I went on every mission trip my youth group made available. I led a, a worship team on my Christian campus. I would get there early to pray. I did Bible studies. I, I was just, I was that kid, right? And so I never thought I would doubt my faith. It, but, but what was interesting is that it wasn't just that stuff that I was doubting, but I would remember every camp meeting at summer camp or a uh, worship service where I would feel what I truly believed was the presence of God. And I began to question, like, was that really God's presence or was that just my brain sort of, you know, making this cocktail of endorphins because I am familiar with that scenario and that I'm, I'm sociologically connected to that environment to feel joy in that environment. So is that really God or is that just my brain making me feel good? Because the pastor had kind of suggested something along those lines. Uh, in class. And, and so it, it was really dark. And I just remember the darkest moment was when I was sitting in my rocking chair, my little girl was about two years old and I was rocking her. And I think I was even already pregnant with my son who's eight now. And, and I was rocking her in the rocking chair and I would just sing hymns into just the void, into the darkness. It was, it was physical darkness because the light was off, but it just felt like such spiritual darkness too, because I just felt like nothing was there. But I would sing these hymns just sort of by faith and, and, and just because I found the story of the gospel so beautiful. And I would sing it hoping it was true. And I remember just praying, God, I know you're there. I don't know if you're there, but I know you're there. You know, that's that cognitive, <laughs> cognitive dissonance. And I just said, please send me a lifeboat because I felt like I was drowning in an ocean of doubt. And at the time, I didn't know a Christian who could answer the claims the pastor was making. My parents are wonderful Christians. They know the word, but I don't think anybody of their generation was really prepared for the intellectual onslaught that would come through social media and the internet and all of that. So I just didn't know anybody. And so one day I was driving in my car and I'm not really a radio person, but I just started flipping on the radio and I heard this voice and it was this man 
on in the context of a college campus and he was fielding questions from these really skeptical and atheistic college students. Mm -hmm. But interestingly, almost every single one of the questions they were asking were claims and questions that were brought up in this class I was in. And so my ears really perked up, like, how's he going to answer this stuff? And he answered so calmly, so resolutely, (laughs) so, so kindly and charitably as if he'd heard the question a million times before, because at the time I didn't realize he had heard the question a million times before. (laughs) And I was so impressed with the way that he answered these questions. And, and to me, the answers that he was giving and how he was rooting that in logic and in history and in evidence was so much more impressive than the arguments the pastor would bring with his agnosticism and the I, the whole I don't know, but here's another question thing. So I was so impressed. And so at the end of the broadcast, I was thinking, please say who this is so that I can find this person. And they announced that it was Rabbi Zacharias. Right. And so I, I downloaded his app and I began to, to study uh, apologetics and I got involved with a seminary that was so helpful to me. I was just auditing classes, but they were... They just accepted me and let me participate in the debate forums and and learn all the things I needed to learn. And and so God really used apologetics and good sound theology to to help rebuild that faith in me. And I'm just I'm so grateful. Yeah, that that is awesome. Uh, I love I love to hear Ravi. He was one of the ones for me as well. Um, And it's funny because with my situation, I didn't learn about apologetics until a couple of years later after I had already distanced myself from this guy. We weren't working at the same place anymore. And I would just wish I knew about apologetics then, you know, so I would have right. a response. So I go back yes. and say something, but no, that, that is, that is an amazing story. And, um, and, and, and that honestly, you know, uh, I know a lot of apologists say, you know, you, you have to, you know, the gospel is what saves and, and you have to preach the gospel, which I totally agree. But a lot right. of times people find sound biblical doctrine through apologetics because they want answers to their questions. So uh, that's just another um, picture of that, which is really awesome. Exactly. Yeah. So um, let's, let's talk about the the blog podcast. Cause my, my listeners know I'm a super, super podcast person. Like I'm always getting people to start podcasts and have my own <laughs> little podcast network. And so what got, what started that whole blog podcast thing for you? What, what, what was the kickoff? Well, the kickoff is kind of an interesting story. So in 2016, that's when I really became settled. Like, okay, I have studied this through. I'd studied for several years mm-hmm. and became totally satisfied in my own faith. And, you know, that's not to say that I still don't have my moments of of twinges of doubt here and there. I, you know, it's not like everything's mm-hmm. all fixed and, you know, you can put it away. <laughs> but for the most part, I had become settled in mm-hmm. my own faith. And so I thought, well... I, I was kind of ready just to put that part of my life aside. Like that was something I went through that I needed to go through and what's next, Lord. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I saw I saw that Frank Turek's uh, cross-examined ministry was having a three-day training and they call it the Cross-Examined Instructor Academy. And in this academy, you basically go for three days and you get personally mentored and trained by guys like Frank Turek and Jay Warner Wallace and Greg Kokel and uh, Richard Howe and Brett Kunkel and Sean McDowell. And so... I thought, well, I'm going to go to this and I'm just going to see, you know, if there's, if mm-hmm. the Lord has something for me in this area, then this will tell me, you know, if, if that's a direction I should go in. And so I got to, I, I went to the training and 
you get assigned a couple of personal instructors, one for each day that you give a presentation. So the first instructor I had was Jay Warner Wallace, which was only the second most intimidating person there to me because <laughs> the most intimidating person was Frank Turek. And I thought, oh, if I'd, I'd be so scared if I got Frank. But Jay Warner Wallace walked in. So I gave my presentation and he, he went through the process of the, the critique and the constructive criticism and all that. But he told me, he said, you could do this. You really, you should do this. And so the next day in walks Frank Turek. And so I was like, great, the most intimidating person. Um, <laughs> but he, he said the same thing. And at the time, my children were very young. And Frank said, you know, you really should pursue speaking in churches. And I said, well, my kids are really young and I, I don't want to be away from them right now. So I can't really pursue a lot of that. And Frank, I'll never forget. Frank looked at me. He said, well, then you need to start a blog. Mm. And so I thought, OK, that I can do. I can do that while the kids are at school. So I started mm -hmm. a blog in 2016, and I was just writing sort of typical apologetics articles, you know, is faith blind? Does God exist? You know, that kind mm -hmm. of stuff. Mm -hmm. And then later the, in that year, I thought, you know, why don't I write about progressive Christianity? Because that was what was challenging my faith. I'm seeing it pop up all over on social media and on the Internet. Why don't I address that? Because I couldn't find a lot of articles that were addressing that movement. And so I wrote a blog post called Five Signs Your Church Might Be Heading Toward Progressive Christianity, and it went viral. And I couldn't believe it. Mm. But I, I think it went viral because so many people were looking for articles and material and content that would address what they were actually seeing in their own churches. And so I thought, right. okay, maybe this is the real specific focus God wants me to take. And so I began to focus on progressive Christianity from that moment on. And then a friend said, hey, you should start a podcast. And I thought, well, how am I going to start a podcast? But then I realized, you know, with a lot of the skills I, I gained from being in the music industry, I know how mm -hmm. to do the editing and the recording and all that. I thought, well, that, that sort of seems like a no-brainer. So I started my podcast in 2017. And all of that led to writing a book. And, and so I'm just, I'm really enjoying the, the types of ministry that God has, has planned nice. out for me. It's, it's been fun to walk through it. That sounds like fun. It really does. So I guess my next step is a book. Uh, so be on, mm -hmm. I'm just kidding. I, I'm not a writer whatsoever. Well, uh, I didn't I, think I was either. <laughs> I didn't but, either. No, uh, but see, I'm I, I'm terrible at writing. I had a uh, blog reach out to me because of the the platform the podcast has created, offered to pay me to write. I sent something in and uh, they had to turn it into something else because it was just oh. terrible. <laughs> well, it takes work. It takes work for all of us. Like when I first started blogging, I, I actually hired a guy to help me kind of basically learn how to write. Yeah. And he was technically supposed to edit the blog, but it was such a mess yeah. that, that he would say, you are doing like three different thoughts here at the same time. So it takes work. But honestly, if this encourages you at all, I really didn't think I was a writer either. But I remember at that CIA training, Sean McDowell saying from the back of the room to everybody, he said, you may not think you're a writer, but if you have something to say, you're a writer, write it down and then you'll get better at it. So that's mm. why I took that advice, okay. even though I didn't think I was a writer either. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Sounds good. We'll, we'll see. The, the jury's still out on that. <laughs> the Bar Podcast will return right after this.
Andrew Rappaport's Rap Report is a podcast providing biblical interpretations and applications. It is a ministry of striving for eternity and part of the Christian podcast community. We provide a biblical view of cultural events, discuss how to apply God's word to the Christian life, address issues that concern the church, and we even take some time to offer a correct understanding of those commonly misinterpreted passages of scripture. You will hear from great guests like Justin Peters, Todd Friel, Jay Warren Wallace, and Gabe Hughes. Andrew has the Rap Report Daily, which is a two-minute Monday through Friday podcast, and then the longer Rap Report podcast for more content. Subscribe to both today by searching for Rap Report on any podcast app, spelled R-A-P-P, Report, or click the podcast link at strivingforeternity.org. Back to the Bar Podcast. Here's your host, Dwayne Atkinson. All right, we're back. And Miss Elisa is trying to talk me into writing. You guys know how I feel about that, but uh, <laughs> we're going to see how that goes. Um, so you you briefly mentioned the book uh, twice. So I, I'm going to give you the opportunity before we get into my bar signature questions. Uh, I want to uh, kind of give you an opportunity to pitch the book. I know you kind of give a, a bird's eye uh, and tell people where they can find it, all of that. Give you the opportunity to do that right here. Well, thank you. Yeah, the book is coming out in October. So it's a little ways away, but it's already available on Amazon for pre-order. So you can go on Amazon today and pre-order the book. It's called Another Gospel, A Lifelong Christian Seeks Truth in Response to Progressive Christianity. And so if you just type in Amazon Another Gospel or you put my name in and book, you'll find it. It'll take you to it. But yeah, it's it's a real personal book. It's very memoir-ish in that I'm telling my story of walking through doubt. I I talk about things in the book that I haven't really talked about on my podcast before. I go much deeper into the story, into specific situations that happened in the cl- context of that class. And along the way, I, I try to address the movement of progressive Christianity and give biblical and historical and evidential answers to the claims that they're making. And so uh, I, I'm I'm pretty excited about it. Awesome! Sounds good. Sounds exciting. I know the title uh, got got my attention when I seen it um, yeah. for sure. So excited for you! We'll definitely have a link to the pre order in the show notes. And so right here is where we do our bar signature questions. These are questions I ask all of my guests, um, no matter who they are. And uh, these are three questions. I used to brag and say that you probably never been asked this before on a podcast, but uh, <laughs> somebody busted my bubble a while back. Uh, so we're still going to see. Should I be scared? <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> okay. First, first thing is your question, which is going to be interesting. What kind of music do you listen to? Oh, that is an interesting question because before I got into all the apologetics and theology, I used to listen to a lot more music than I do now. Uh, nowadays, my time is pretty much taken up with lectures and audiobooks and podcasts and things like okay. that to learn to learn more. But I will say this: I I I don't listen to very much music anymore. Mm-hmm. I and this would be a whole other topic to get into. But I'm not a hymn snob. Where uh, you know, I mm-hmm. all I'll listen to is hymns. I, I do like some modern worship songs. But I will say this. There was an album that I listened to, particularly one song that I listened to almost every day while I was writing my book. And the reason I chose this song was, first of all, because it really ministered to me and it sort of brought me back to center because, and and just to give a little context before I tell you who it is and what song it was, uh, when I was writing this book, I was 
just before I wrote it, I did a ton of research on progressive Christianity. So I had to read all, not all their books, but many progressive Christian books, which was very discouraging. You know, it's, it's not easy on the soul to read all that stuff. Um, especially after having gone through it myself. And, and so I, I needed something to kind of recenter myself. So of course I was staying in the word and in prayer, uh, which would be the main recentering, but just about every day I would go out and walk and listen to Shane and Shane, the song praise the name of the Lord, our God, because (laughs) it recenters right on the atonement. It recenters on what the gospel is. And so that whole Psalms album that they did, uh, really was a bit of a soundtrack of me writing this book. So I would nice. say that that's something I listened to uh, quite a bit. Okay, sweet. I can dig it. All right. Next signature bar question is what book or books are you currently reading? Oh, well, interesting. Okay. So I am currently reading Alistair McGrath's uh, historical theology and I'm reading, I'm, I'm never just reading one thing. Of course <laughs> so not. I'm reading that. Uh, I just finished Eat, uh, Eat Fast Feast by Jay Richards. It's like a book on fasting. It's not really related to apologetics, but it was interesting. Yeah. And I'm currently reading The Wing Feather Saga with my daughter, which is uh, the first book, which is On the Edge of the Dark Sea of Darkness. It's a novel written by Andrew Peterson, the the musician. So those are the three things I'm currently reading oh oh and i'm just finishing beckett cook's book uh a change of affection i and did that... i had him on the show beckett's oh, an awesome yes. guy oh, <laughs> such a great book. oh i've just been so inspired that's i forgot about that one because i've been listening to that on audiobook and sometimes yeah. i forget the ones i've listened to but sure. um, yeah just about finished with that one so yeah beckett is it was an awesome guy and very very gracious and he, he came on the show a couple about two or three months ago so That is awesome. Awesome story for sure. Yes. Yes. All right. So last signature bar question, which you kind of alluded to it uh, in the first one, what podcasts or sermons do you listen to? Mm. Well, I, yes, this is a fun one. So I listen to a lot of different podcasts, uh, not each one. I don't listen to any like regularly, uh, Mm But I'll, you know, I'll check them and see what the episodes are about and if it's something I'm interested in. One that I really, really enjoy is Mike Heiser, the Naked Bible podcast. And I mm-hmm. listen to like his, ex- right now I'm in the, the his exposition of the book of Exodus, which is really interesting because he's just coming at it purely from looking at all of the angles as far as what skeptics say about it and, and all the different positions that people hold regarding where Mount Sinai was and all of that kind of it, he goes into the, the weeds of nerddom. And so I enjoy that one. Uh, I listen to Frank Turk's cross examined podcast, Jay Werner mm-hmm. Wallace's cold case, Christianity, Greg Kokel's uh, STR podcast. Uh, still listen to a couple of the RZIM podcasts. Uh, you know, Ravi's 15 minute uh, yep. broadcast every day is a great one just as a little tune up for everybody. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to let, think of what else I've got. If, oh, I've got my phone here. I can actually look here. <laughs> to, oh, you know, it's a good one. A, an interesting one is the mortification of spin, Oh yeah, which is Carl guys. Truman. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a, I, I really enjoy that one. Uh, I listen to Sheologians occasionally. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure there's more that I just can't think of off the top of my head. 
Yeah, so you know how you go up to the top right corner, you see the little search thing, just type in the bar podcast, add it to your list. (laughs) I am adding it. I am definitely adding the bar podcast. Awesome. Awesome. Well, listen. And just thinking, just thinking too. The Just Thinking podcast. Yeah, I I listen to, um, what's the name of the pastor that has, that that does that one? I'm trying to think. It's, or maybe I'm saying, I may be saying it wrong. But he's so great. And that, well, okay, now I'm going to have to think of it and you can put it in the podcast notes when I go back and look at it. <laughs> it might not be called Just Thinking. It might be something else. <laughs> I would say there is a podcast called Just Thinking that's actually on my network, Daryl and Virgil. Yeah, Daryl. Right. Yeah, that's the one. I okay. listen to that occasionally. Yeah, he's very smart. I like that. Oh, yeah. He's 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 a brilliant guy for sure. Okay. I, I thought, so when you said it and then you said, so Daryl's not a pastor. Uh, so that that's what threw me off. Oh, I, oh okay. I thought he yeah. was. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, he's definitely smart enough to be one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. All right, so listen, uh, definitely great list uh, uh, to, to all, everything you answered. Um, we definitely uh, appreciate that. And um, I always like to close the show by giving you an opportunity to speak to the listeners. Any words of encouragement, uh, things like that. Uh, this show will definitely come out before October, so you might want to re- mention the book again. Uh, <laughs> but I don't know when it's coming out because, by God's grace, in this uh, COVID time, I have a lot of podcasts stored away. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> so we're, we're I call it a good podcast problem. So I'm gonna yes. give you the opportunity to close out, and then uh, we'll slide out of here. Yeah, the, I have the same thing. I'm, I'm recording like. I've probably got five podcasts waiting mm-hmm. to be put out. So yeah, I don't, I'm not sure when they're going to be coming out either, but yeah, thank you for that. Uh, I guess if, you know, just to speak to the listeners, I would just say, I know that probably a lot of you are listening to this and you might recognize some of the ideas of progressive Christianity, maybe even in your own churches, but definitely on social media and things to look for would be a lowered view of the Bible when you hear things that emphasize the humanity of the Bible over the divine inspiration of the Bible, that's that's sort of a clue that a church or, or a Christian might be heading in that direction. There's also a general rejection of the, of the atonement. They, they call what Christians have uh, historically believed about why Jesus died, they call that cosmic child abuse. You may have heard that term. Just want to encourage you that that, you know, the atonement is not cosmic child abuse. I have some resources on my website on that if you're interested in learning more. And then finally, the gospel, you know, the the gospel primarily being the redemption story of God redeeming man from from their sin in progressive circles is generally rejected for more of a a here and now type gospel and and uh, bringing good works in the here and now, which of course we want to do as Christians, but we know that isn't what saves us because that would make it a workspace gospel. And so those are just things to look for. If you recognize some of those things in your church uh, or in, you know, the Christians that you're around and talking to, don't despair. We are providing a lot of resources to address this movement that will give you language to speak about it, uh, biblical points to, to interact with it. And so if you want, you can go to my website, which is alisachilders.com. You can find my blog and my podcast there. Again, the book is called Another Gospel, and you can pre-order that on Amazon today. But uh, Dwayne, thanks so much for giving me the opportunity to, to talk with you today. This was fun. Awesome. Glad you had a great time. And I appreciate you coming on the show and, uh, and, and definitely, definitely appreciate the, uh, the connection for sure. To the bar listeners, make sure you check out favorite podcast every Tuesday. Uh, your favorite podcast is the bar podcast. 
And while you're at it, check out all of the Bar Podcast Network uh, podcasts. We, we got shows almost every day of the week. We have uh, Pastor Discussion on Sunday. Uh, no, I'm sorry, I messed that up. Guys with Bibles on Sunday, Pastor Discussion on Monday. And on Tuesday, we have the Bar Podcast, SolarCast, as well as Truth and Fire, the podcast. And then on Wednesday, whenever those guys feel like it, feel like it we have Just Thinking. Thursday, we have uh, uh, Thankful Homemaker. Friday, we have Biblical Informed Spitters. This list is getting too long, by God's grace, and I'm happy about it. I'm, I'm thankful. So I'm going to stop naming them and just tell you to go to thebarpodcast.com and click on the tab, Bar Network, to check out everything in the network. Make sure you go to bargear.com, pick you up some bar gear. Even though COVID-19 is going on, we're still delivering merchandise. So if you want a shirt, hat, beanie, to wear around the house, to take selfies in, to video chat in. This is the time to do it. Go to thebargear.com. Until next time, you guys, God bless you. Thank you for listening, and we are out. What's up, bar listeners? It's finally here, the bar exclusive content. Yes, that's right. You can sign up to receive exclusive content as low as $2 a week or $5 a month, $50 for the year to get exclusive content. What is the exclusive content? I'm glad you asked. The exclusive content is additional information from my guests, extra time with them in like the green moon setting, laid back, them asking me questions, I ask them questions, and also the Facebook group. You get an invitation to the Facebook group where we will have discount codes for the bar gear and many many more make sure you sign up the links in the show notes join the vip inside the bar group and we'll see you there